Hello and welcome to the Baseball Wisconsin Podcast. I am your host, Tim Gotzler. Well, we made it. We made it to Game 3. It's December 7th, 2021. We have a phenomenal guest today. The 2015 WBCA Hall of Famer, Mr. Denmark himself, Bill Miller, um, who's going to talk about his 2021 state championship team, um, his journey as a teacher and a coach, what it's like to um, coach multi-sport athletes, the strength of the athletic support and the athletic department and community support inside of Denmark, and also what it's like to coach his own sons. Um, a phenomenal episode to get us kicked off with this season in this game. Um, I just want to urge you one more time to continue to share and retweet and like and continue to send to more coaches because as we get closer to the clinic in February and even the national clinic is in Chicago this year and eventually the start of the season in March just want to continue to get good content out to our listeners so without further ado head baseball coach at Denmark High School WBCA Hall of Famer and 2021 state champion Bill Miller hey coach how you doing today thanks for having me on Absolutely. Well, let's uh, let's start with with kind of your background in baseball. So where did you grow up? Where did you play? How did you get into coaching? I'm originally from Denmark, so uh, I didn't uh, move very far away. Um, graduated high school at Denmark in 1985. Uh, went to UW Oshkosh. And um, actually, while I was still at Oshkosh, during the summers, I came back and um, uh, coached some of the uh, uh, Babe Ruth teams. That's how I basically got started uh, into coaching. So um, how long have you been head coach at Denmark? Um, next year will be my 30th as the head coach. I did two years of uh, JV prior to that, also at Denmark. Okay. So you're a local, a local kid, local kid that came back. And now what do you, what do, you do uh, for a full-time job? Okay, I'm a, a fire teacher, health teacher. Um, I was doing athletic director for about 16, 17 years. And uh, now I'm back to just uh, fight and health full time. So at the high school, at the high school. Yes. Okay. okay. Now I'm always curious because we got coaches all over the state that, you know, work in the private sector, some are in education. So in your role as a high school fight and health teacher, like how do you think that helps you as a, as a baseball coach? Well, I get to see uh, the kids uh, during class, um, communicate with them, which is nice. Um, my first couple of years of coaching varsity, I was not teaching yet, and uh, it was kind of difficult. You, you only got to see these uh, kids that practice for you know two hours, and uh, you're gone. But this way, now that I've been teaching as well, um, see them throughout the day, talk to them, and see how they're doing, you, you get a little better grasp of uh, how they're doing in other classes too. You know, you talk to other teachers uh, throughout the day and, you know, sometimes uh, they'll, Hey, uh, can you get on this kid or here and there, just keep them in line, you know, stuff like that, which is kind of nice. Absolutely. Well, obviously a tremendous amount of experience. Like you said, you grew up there, you've been there for, for your whole life. Um, I got to imagine you have a lot of coaching influences. So this is the old sports talk radio question, you know, the kind of the Mount Rushmore of coaching influences, like who would you put up there? Hmm. Uh, I'll start off with my dad. Uh, first of all, he, um, he, he was a uh, basketball coach and a football coach back then in his day. 
and uh, at the middle school level. And I was working for him during the, uh, like in the summers uh, when I was going to school at Oshkosh and uh, when I was coaching the uh, Babe Ruth teams, I think uh, sometimes I'd have to leave by three, four o'clock to uh, get to the games. And he was uh, great as I was working for him. So he, um, you know, he allowed me to uh, leave early, uh, get to those games. Um, it, he's been, um, uh, you know, now his health is uh, deteriorating a little bit, but he, you know, he's in a walker, but he makes every single game, you know, no matter where it is. Uh, um, he hasn't missed, uh, I don't know, I could probably count on one hand, uh, the number of games he's missed in the last 30 years. Um, you know, and he's uh, and my son's, uh, one of them just graduated last year, another one that's a junior. You know, he doesn't miss any of their basketball games or football games as well. Um, so he'd be uh, one of them. Um, probably I'd have to put uh, Pete Van Roo. Uh, he was my um, varsity basketball coach uh, back in high school. Um, so in 1985, when I graduated, he was our coach. and uh, We won the state championship that year. Uh, it was called uh, Class B back then. Um, and he was a uh, great influence on me. He, um, he was so even keeled. You know, he never really got on guys. He just uh, he was a good communicator. Um, so I look, I've always looked up to him. Uh, in fact, after we won it, um, the baseball championship uh, a couple months ago, um, one of the, got a letter in the mail from him. He's uh living down in um, Janesville now and uh, him and his wife sent a nice uh, letter, congratulation letter and letting me know what uh, they're up to now. Um, and probably the third one, uh, I'd have to put Russ Tiedemann. Um, he was the baseball coach at Oshkosh and I was going to school there. Um, I didn't play baseball there, but I had a baseball coaching class that he taught and, and it was uh, just a tremendous amount of knowledge that he had and it was things that I never even thought of as far as baseball goes. And uh, um, so that was um, a great class that I, uh, that I had with him. So those are three guys that uh, probably influenced me uh, the most. What's amazing is how many people I've talked to that have taken that baseball class with Russ, uh, yeah. players and non-players and athletes and other sports. That's, that's great. You brought that up. Um, one thing, you know, as an outsider, it looks like Denmark athletics have just had a history of success just as a whole, whether if it, you know, baseball, football, basketball. So, you know, you're on the inside, like what is it about that high school or that community that just breeds successful high school? High school? You had brought it up uh, a little while ago when we were off the air, but uh, the uh, tremendous amount of support we get from the community, you know, we had a, you know, I, I think we had about a thousand people at our game. Um, semifinal in the championship and uh you know, so the community is uh, a great supporter of athletics here uh, no matter what it is what sport it is um the kids are good uh workers um we very very little um discipline problems in the classes here uh, is one thing um it, so it's you know look at, at uh, like baseball softball it's uh, it's a community that uh, really has grown through the years with, uh, you know, for the girls softball, fast pitch. Um, they've won uh, four state championships. They were at the state tournament uh, two years ago um, again, but uh, fast pitch around here is really big. And um, it's one of those things where 
athletics um, really takes a front row um, uh, in this community. Well, that's fantastic. A thousand people at a state tournament game. I mean, just, just rocking. That's how great for, for your community, for your players, for your coaches. Um, that's, that's incredible. Well, let's kind of zoom in a little bit on, on, on uh, baseball in Denmark. So kind of give us some hope of, of baseball in the community. You know, where does it start in the youth level and kind of work us up to that high school? Uh, you know, years ago, and I'm sure it was like this uh, a lot of places, the youth teams just never traveled. You know, you played your little league games, you know, a dozen games or so in the community, and that was the uh, season. And as other communities started uh, uh, doing those travel teams, uh, we had to jump on board too, or otherwise we were going to be left in the dust. And uh, so a group of the coaches at the youth level decided, hey, we need to uh, – get these traveling teams going. So I think we started eight years old now um, with the traveling teams and um, which has been a great help during the week. They play two like little league level, which is 10, 11 and 12 year olds here. Um, they'll play a couple games during the week and the coaches are really good about um, limiting the pitchers, keeping an eye on them because in, on the weekend uh, those same kids are going to be pitching in uh, tournaments. And so they really work well together, the coaches at each level. Um, before they get to the Little League level, there's what we call a junior Little League, which is basically seven, eight, nine-year-olds. Um, they don't do any, you know, just the eight, nine-year-olds do some traveling, but uh, they play during the week as well. And then beyond that, uh, you get to the 13, 14, 15s, uh, they get into um, mm -hmm. Babe Ruth um, or Pony, I guess basically the same age. And then we work our way up to the JV Legion and Varsity Legion. So, um, you know, the, the kids have uh, plenty of opportunities during the summer to, uh, to play ball. So now, you know, a kid, kid gets out of middle school, is coming to high school. So like, what is this, what is this uh, situation at high school? Do you guys carry two teams, three teams? Um, what is the, what is this, what does it look like at, at Denmark? Yeah. Um, we've been uh, with three teams, um, freshman JV and varsity for about uh, 12 years now. Uh, this past year, um, for some reason, we, we only had 28 kids out. And uh, so we, we had a schedule for our freshman and JV teams, but we had to be sure they didn't play on the same day because <laughs> we had to borrow some kids back and forth uh, this past year. That was kind of the first time we had to do that in a while. Um, so we don't do any cuts. We don't have enough kids to make any cuts. Uh, so uh, typically we will have enough for three teams. And um, so they get uh, plenty of ball. We try to uh, make sure that um, you know we're not just going with two teams and having 20 kids on a team that, that, that way there, you know, a lot of kids will be sitting on the bench if we were going that route. So uh, we like to keep it at three teams. Um, I didn't have a sign up yet. Uh, we're only on the second day of school here, but mm -hmm. uh, pretty soon I'll get a sign up going and see how many kids we have and then uh, start putting to get uh, scheduled together. Yeah, hopefully we're back to three teams that uh, we don't have to worry about uh, uh, sharing kids between the two JV teams. Right. Now, now as a coaching staff, what does your coaching staff look like at high school? Um, we have on the varsity level, Luke Krzyzewski, great uh, talent. Um, he, he helps with the, all the pitchers. Um, uh, 
I don't know where we'd be without him. He's uh, he's originally from uh, Medford. Uh, his dad is the assistant coach at Medford. They got a strong baseball program there too. Um, and then um, Blake Derricks is uh, a graduate of uh, Denmark a couple of years ago. And uh, he came on board uh, right out of high school. Um, then JB, our JB level, we got uh, Wes Melezova and Aaron Jarosinski. Um, they coach the uh, JV and the freshman teams. I, we call them a JV1 and JV2 here. Some, our conference does, so try not to confuse here. But uh, Wes, he played uh, He played at uh, Minnesota Duluth. Had a good uh, career up there. Um, uh, pitcher. He was also a pitcher um, at Duluth. Okay. Um, well, that's great. Obviously, we know, you know, as head coaches that, your staff, you know, takes on so many, so much weight off your shoulders and you get to delegate so much, you know, you can pull it in a thousand different directions as a head coach. Yeah. The, you know, this past year, the, you know, I know what the uh, JV coaches, they'd, they'd go to um, scout a couple of teams. You know, baseball is so difficult to uh, do scouting as you probably know. It's, uh, you, you don't get any film on anybody uh, like football, basketball, or they're exchanging film or uh, baseball. It's, uh, quite a bit more difficult to get a, um, a grasp on what another team is doing or um, what players are like. But uh, when the guys did go out and watch some games, they came back with a lot of good information. Um, you know, as we went through the tournament too, we had uh, uh, some guys out um, watching the other teams that possibly be playing down the road and we had some good information on it. So like you said, they, um, without the good staff, it's, it's, it's uh, difficult. Absolutely. And, and, you know, obviously you guys end your season at Appleton placing a gold ball at the state tournament, um, you know, 30 years of coaching. So let's kind of dig into this 2021 team. Um, you know, like what, what was it about them that was so unique? You know, what do you think were the reasons why you guys were able to win that gold ball? You know, um, went into the season, I didn't know what to expect. I you know, figured, you know, especially because we didn't have a season last year. It was uh one of those things that's um, basically we would have had the same guys for the 2020 season as we had this year. It would have been a bit, you know, a young team. Uh, we didn't really lose any seniors from last year's uh, group. But uh, so going into the season was uh, kind of an unknown. Um, you know, my son was a senior and, you know, he's like the, he was confident, you know, oh, we're going to, we're going to be down in Appleton and okay, whatever, you know, saying out my head. Okay. Whatever you think. Um, but uh, throughout the season, they just, uh, they had this uh, swagger about them. They weren't uh, cocky. They just, uh, you know, they never had that peak and Valley throughout the whole season. They just uh, came to every game with the same uh, uh, mentality. Um, it's, it's hard to explain that, you know, sometimes you got to rein them in, but this group, I uh, didn't have to do any of that. It was just uh, one game after another. They went through their pregame the same way every game. Um, it, we had a lot of a lot of close games. Um, you know, the record wise, maybe it looks like okay, they walk. You know, didn't have much problem. But uh, when you go thirty-one and one, but uh, there were so many close games. Um, you know, one-run ball games, two-run ball games. That uh, I think mentally as the season went on and they had so many close games, they just, 
they have that mental toughness that they're going to get the job done. Um, you know, that's the way they approached every game. They didn't, if uh, somebody had an air or a pitcher walked a guy, you know, you see in high school ball so many times that just an uh, inning will blow up on you. When that happens, you get an air and a walk in the same inning. Where if we had one, uh, no big deal. Just, uh, let's go about our business and uh, let's get the next guy. You know, and, uh, that was one thing that stood out with this group of guys was um, their mental toughness. Now, was this a, a senior heavy group, you know, with, with your son's class? Um, there was uh, four seniors on the team, three, basically three that played um, once we got to the tournament. Uh, there were three top pitchers. Uh, they batted two, four, and six in the lineup. So uh, they were um, instrumental in what we did. But um, we had um, two sophomores that started and um, – the five juniors with the DH. So we had five juniors that played a, uh, a lot. So it wasn't a senior laden team, but uh, they definitely were, those three seniors are definitely our leaders of the ball team. And uh, they, were, they were the ones that made it, uh, made it go. Yeah, I mean, obviously you mentioned that, you know, your three starting pitchers, they carried, I got to imagine the majority of your innings on the mound um, and just having that, that King on the Hill, who controls the game. Um, but you know, like that mental toughness pieces, it's hard to teach, right? Like how do you, yeah. you know, what do you attribute that mental toughness to? Obviously the one run games, you know, that, that gives the experience, but is there something else in there that you would kind of die? Um, man, that group had it, that it factor. Well, I don't, you know, the, those pitchers were uh, confident in what they were doing. They, you know, they, they, they were confident in all their pitches that they were going to be able to throw them for strikes. And um, I think that just uh, the rest of the guys, the younger guys fed off of that, that uh, they, these upper, these three seniors know what they're doing out there. That's, uh, you know, we'll follow their lead. And uh, I think, uh, you know, it's, I don't think it's something you can teach kids. I think it's just something that they learn over the years. And, uh, you know, all, all these guys were uh, three-sport uh, athletes, too. So they, you know, they're playing football. They're playing basketball. Uh, a couple, two of those guys wrestled. Um, one, uh, the Piantic, uh, Reese, he um, made it to the state this, uh, the last two years in wrestling. You know, so they, they have that competitive edge in them already. Um, you know, so not just in baseball where they had these uh, close games where you know, they they had a fight uh, in other sports too. I think that's something that's often overlooked, you know, when they talk about the single sport kid versus the multi-sport kid is just being in those competitive environments. And, you know, if it's the starting quarterback or they like said, you know, at state wrestling or whatever else it may be, you're on the free throw line, you know, the whole crowd's watching you. You just yeah. – experiences just add up and you know at the end of the year it's baseball season right and then you're playing at Appleton and you know you're in close games and, and you've kind of been there before mentally and you you know yeah you the skill set and you trust your abilities I think that's a huge part of it oh yeah that three sport athlete I was going through the uh just looking at it right here the lineup and uh yeah, out of the 10 starters on the stretch here during the tournament uh six of them are three sport athletes and the other four were two sport athletes so um they definitely uh, were through the grind uh, enough, you know, you know, throughout the one sport to the next. 
Yeah. Well, now, I mean, looking back at the season, like, do you think there's a turning point? Was there a turning point or something happened? I know you said you guys didn't have those peaks and valleys, you know, go 30. Yeah. But obviously no team goes through a season without some struggles or adversity somewhere. So yeah. You know, moments, moments, you know, with all these close games, uh, I think probably looking back about midway through the season, a uh, little shoot, we played on a Monday, Tuesday, um, back to back days on uh, the Monday night, we fell down four uh, zero and uh, going to the bottom of the six. We were still down four zero. Uh, we scored five in the bottom, take a five, four lead and held on and beat them. They were at the time uh, undefeated in the conference too. And then um, the next night we had to go over to their place and uh, we're in a one, one ball game. It ends up going uh, 13 innings and we pulled it out in the top of the 13th. Um, so two days in a row, we basically played three games against the same team and uh, came out on top in two one run ball games and uh, kind of going back to that mental toughness. And, uh, and I think that kind of told these guys that no matter what situation the rest of the year brings, uh, they're going to be prepared and, uh, and uh, they know how to, uh, what they need to do in those uh, tight situations. So I think that was, if I had to look back and say, okay, that was a, a turning point or um, a defining moment of the season, that might've been it. And then later in the year, we uh, went down to uh, Wapan, played in a, a tournament there uh, against good cali caliber ball uh, teams. And uh, we played West Elsha Central first one and Xavier and then Wapan in the championship. And I, I think that kind of told the guys that we can play with the, uh, these top teams in the state, uh, but that was kind of towards the end of the year. Um, but the, I think that was a good confidence booster going uh, towards the um, uh, the tournament that helped us. So, you know, once you get into the tournament, well, and that's the thing, before I get there, I mean, your conference, just as I study your conference, it seems like there's a ton of parity every year, you know, that you have great teams, in your conference and, and most of, most every night in your conference is, is a dog fight of a game. So I got to make those one run games, you know, are, all, are a lot of your conference opponents. They got players, you got players, they're used to winning, they're used to winning. And, uh, you know, you're not rolling out a bunch of run rules. Yeah. The, our conference, uh, Northeastern conference, um, it seems like the pitching in that conference is tough, uh, year after year. And, uh, I know little shoot's going to be very tough this coming year. They got, just about everybody back. Uh, Luxembourg, Casco, uh, their top pitchers back. So Owen Depry, he's going to be, uh, he's uh, uh, he's the real deal. He's going to be, uh, he's a lefty. Um, freedom's always tough. Uh, even you get some of the teams that are at the bottom of the conference, standing-wise, um, th they got tough pitchers. I think Connell Falls might have finished uh, towards the bottom in our conference, ninth or so. And the two games against them, we played a doubleheader. Um, on a Saturday, it was two nothing, and uh, uh, it was four to three um, ball games, uh, and they were towards the bottom. And uh, we we had to grind it out with uh, both games with them. And so it's uh, there, there's no there is no gimmies uh, by any means in the in the conference. Well, and that's what I love about our sport, right? Is that the guy in the mound, you know, no matter what team he's on, how rotations lined up. I mean, every game you got to show up, every game you got to be ready to go. So now you get to the playoffs, right? And everyone's got their one or two going. Um, 
you know, on your playoff run, were there moments where, you know, you, turning points of your, you know, kind of that playoff run, were there pivotal moments there? Um, you know, our first game, we had to go against uh, Luxembourg Casco, as I mentioned. We were going to face uh, Depri, very good pitcher. Uh, the week before, we played them in a double header. Um, and uh, I think there were two nothing and three nothing were the final scores in those two. And uh, our pitchers threw two new two no-hitters in that doubleheader sweep. And uh, so we had to face them the following week, and uh, they they got on top one nothing um, about halfway through the game. Uh, and then we came back, we scored leave three runs in about the fourth inning and beat them three to one. And, you know, just one of those, another close ball games that we've, uh, that we had to endure throughout the whole season. Um, and that was our first game of the tournament. Um, I, I, let me cut you off for a second. So yeah. you, you had uh, each pitcher throws a no hitter, right? Then you play them in the playoffs. How the heck do you decide who to pitch? <laughs> they both got a case, right? We went with uh, one of the guys that did throw Reese Piantic. <laughs> he, um, he threw the first no hitter against them and uh, we went with him and uh, he threw a tremendous game again. I think he limited them to maybe three hits that game. And uh, yeah, so we, we got through that one. We were figuring we were going to see uh, Notre Dame. Uh, this Caden uh, Capimaccio, I believe he committed to Bradley. Um, he was a junior. Well, they they uh, held him out um, of their regional semi, and they got beat by Wrightstown. So we didn't end up facing them. Uh, but Wrightstown, uh, uh, they gave us a good game uh, for, you know, and then we finally pulled away in that one, but uh, so that was for the regional championship. Then uh, get to the uh, sectionals and over at Wrightstown posted it and we had to, uh, let's see, I got a thing back here, Rice, or not Rice, like uh, uh, Rhinelander, Rhinelander in the championship, which was a real good game. Uh, we were down one nothing in that one, uh, going to the sixth inning and we scored three runs in the sixth. So it was just uh, one of those things. Was, you know, each tournament game was uh, uh, it was a fight. So. All right. So you win your sectionals. Now you're on to Appleton. All right. And um, you got these three studs on the mound. They've, you know, all stated their case. Um, you know, how did you guys as a staff decide, you know, who's going to get the ball? Well, um, <laughs> yeah, we, the three guys that were um, – Reese Piantic, I brought up before, and then uh, my son Brennan and uh, Logan Poplam were the three senior pitchers, and they obviously did real well throughout the season. Um, in that section, going back to that sectional final, a sectional semifinal, um, Piantic threw against, um, I can't think of uh, I'll come to me in a second. But uh, so we get to the sectional final. And we start Poplum, and uh, he had some control problems. And uh, he walked the first guy in the second inning, and we were already down one nothing. And uh, so we decided let's brought uh, Brennan in, my son, and uh, he shut him out the rest of the way, and uh, we ended up winning that sectional final against Rhinelander. So we decided we get we get the state now. Go uh, with Piantic, start that first one, and he got us. Uh, 
uh, got us to win against uh, Rice Lake. And um, we were able to pull them uh, after uh, five innings. And we were up 11 to 1. And uh, we brought in our like, number four or five pitcher uh, to uh, close out that one. And then we said, well, we're going to go with Brennan. Uh, he got us through that sectional final. It's the. Uh, Let's let him go with the uh, state championship. Uh, and he ran out of, uh, he had his 100 pitch limit with one out in the seventh inning. And unfortunately, we still had, uh, Reese Piantic still had some uh, pitches left um, from that first game in the morning. And uh, he got the last two outs. So that's, you know, there was no, there was no uh, set schedule. Okay, this is what we're going to do going into the tournament. We didn't, we didn't know who was going to pitch from one game to the next. It was kind of, Kind of fell in place as we went along. Yeah, I mean, well, again, congratulations. I mean, it's it's what a fantastic season. Obviously, the state championship, and you know, to to have your son out there. I mean, I'd like to go into that. You know, a lot of guys get a chance to coach their kids when they're young, or you know, other sports if it's basketball or soccer or football. But you know, as you get to high school, obviously, as the head coach, there's a lot of talk, you know, when your son's in the program, I can only imagine. So what's it like coaching your son in high school? Um, it, it was a great experience. Um, you know, he, he's down at uh, Lake County now playing uh, baseball. Um, but uh, he's one of those kids that uh, he, was, he grew up around the uh, field, um, you know, from when he was probably three, four years years old he was down at the ball diamond at practices watching paying attention and uh you know there was times throughout the season uh you know he'd he'd say hey what about this or that you know he'd be suggesting things uh, you know he was a real student of the game um I think, uh, sometimes he was he was one step ahead of us as the coaches uh on what we need to do and um he was always thinking ahead uh um to the next inning okay who they have up, who's the opponent, uh, who are the batters, uh, the opposing hitters, uh, what they do the last time. He was, he was always uh, looking ahead, uh, one step ahead of, uh, you know, like I said, uh, us coaches and obviously uh, maybe ahead of, uh, one step ahead of the opponents too. Um, but as far as, it was one of those things when I got into coaching, I never even thought you know they they weren't even born yet the, my two sons uh when i started coaching so it wasn't even uh, one of those things i was thinking about but uh like i said as uh they got older and uh started playing and and then uh, he started thinking okay pretty soon uh you're gonna be uh, uh do you want me to coach you guys and uh, sure you know they were all for it so um you know it worked out it was one of those things uh, um they knew they weren't going to get any uh, favoritism from me. Uh, <laughs> so they knew uh, a lot of times uh, I was much harder on them than uh, on the other players. And they, they understood that. You know, they, they knew that uh, nothing was going to be given to them. I'm just, I'm picturing this like Hollywood script of the final out on Appleton. And now both your sons were on the team, right? Obviously, Burton was on the field. Yeah. But your younger son was, was he in the dugout at the time. Yeah, Luke. Uh, he he wasn't. Uh, he, he didn't play in that championship game. He got in the semifinal. Um, he was kind of a, a part-time player throughout the year. 
So final out goes on, gloves fly in the air. You got your two boys out there. I mean, just try to describe what that feels like. Is that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was watching them. Uh, I would say the whole team's doing their dog pile. And, uh, um, you know, uh, Brennan, the one that was, uh, he was kind of down at the bottom, but watching his face, just uh, uh, a smile from ear to ear. And uh, he looks over at me. Yeah, he's on the ground. Let's give him the thumbs up. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was a great experience. I uh, don't want to be choking up here. Sorry about that. That's all right. <laughs> uh, That's all right. But uh, yeah, you know, just watching that uh, dog pile and uh, uh, just seeing the smiles on their face as they were uh, doing that. And then uh, afterwards, uh, just talking to him, giving a big hug. You know, I told him, uh, yeah, all right, you were right. You guys were going to win this thing. <laughs> he said, at the beginning of, beginning of the year, and uh, by golly, uh, he, he was right. Oh, that's incredible. What a great story. What a great story. Now, you've been at this for a while. WBCA Hall of Famer. You're a humble guy, but, man, just pause for a second. Like, if you could go back and tell that, tell yourself some advice when you first started out. Um, you know, what advice would you give to your, to your younger self? Um, all right. That's a tough one. Um, probably when I was younger, probably got a little, uh, wound up in the games, you know, I've, uh, mellow, mellowed out a little bit. Uh, uh, in fact, uh, a lot of the, uh, former players that I first coached, uh, the, a lot of them were at the games, uh, this year and I go, boy, you sure have, uh, gotten soft on these guys <laughs> um so ah, i don't know about that thing. oh yeah you used to chew our butts off <laughs> so um yeah there's one thing probably um that i'm glad i'm not uh, quite as hard on the guys anymore um but uh i don't think those guys seem to mind it uh the, from years ago either um but uh I think the game has changed a lot as far as the uh, kids are concerned. Uh, I, don't, I don't think a lot of these kids, uh, uh, I don't know if they are softer or not, but, uh, um, you know, I think parents are more involved now with their um, their futures. You know, I think every parent is thinking that their their son is going to be the next, uh, uh, next major leaguer. So you, you got to really um, – be careful with what you're saying to these uh, kids nowadays compared to years ago. You know, and now I'm just, now I'm just more intrigued. Like obviously the kids have changed. The environment around high school baseball has changed. Um, what about you as a coach? Like, is there something that maybe you've done, you know, you, you used to teach that you now maybe have, have switched up a little bit or you hmm. think was true. Now you've, you've, you know, as the game has evolved a little bit. You know, uh, it's hard to say. Uh, I, I don't know if, um, you know, looking back at the years ago, if, um, um, but yeah, to tell you the truth, coach, I don't know. I, I really couldn't answer that. <laughs> well, I know we were talking, no, sorry, yeah. before we started about, you know, you guys recently got a field house. Um, yeah. 
So, I mean, that's obviously been a game changer. Why don't you go into that a little bit, how that's changed? Oh, yeah. So we just finally got a field house and uh, two years ago, and this changed the way we've done practices uh, early in the year. Um, uh, prior to this, we our facility was just a little uh, cracker box uh, uh, gym, a, a small little gym. And, uh, you know, we couldn't do any long tossing. There was no such thing as long tossing in that gym. Uh, you know, we couldn't even lay out a, a full-size infield in there. Um, so taking ground balls was, uh, wasn't was realistic at all. We uh, Infielders couldn't make a, a realistic throw from, uh, you know, let's say a shortstop to first base throw wasn't uh, realistic in there. Now, um, the last couple of years, in those indoor practices, which uh, now we've got the full indoor um, infield, um, uh, actually our we can get our outfielders throwing, uh, maxing out their uh, distances uh, with their throws, which has been a big help now. We've got a, another room where we have uh, uh, four mounds that are um, that we can place down so we can get four pitchers pitching off mounds during practice, uh, which has been a big help. Um, you know, it, our practices are a lot more uh, efficient now than they were compared to years ago. I mean, what a game changer for a program, right? Like, you know, yeah, Wisconsin or indoors a lot. I mean, you know, this past spring was an anomaly in regards to weather, and, and we all know that. You know, I'm sure future springs will be a lot of time in the gym. And, you know, typically, like, the only time you get outside is you're playing. You either got a scheduled game or a makeup game. You know, you spend a lot of that. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, typically the first time outside was uh, your first game, um, you know. And uh, it was hard to take that when you're in a small little gym, taking that outside and uh, trying to uh, uh, play that first game where now uh, we're able to do a lot more in that uh, the new facility. But uh, like going back to this year, uh, we didn't get started until what late, uh, or what was it? Uh, late April, right? Late April. So we, we didn't have to be indoors too long this year which was kind of nice. We were able to get outside much uh, earlier for that first game. That's great. Well, you know, kind of get towards the end here. Um, my last question for you is this, like we have a lot of coaches listen to this, high school coaches, youth coaches, some people are just getting started. Like if, if you had to give some advice to coaches, um, either new coaches or veteran coaches, like what advice would you pass along? Um, you know, First thing, probably just enjoy the uh, company of uh, these kids. It's just, uh, it goes quick. Um, season flies by. Um, so enjoy the experience with those uh, young guys, you know, especially if uh, you're a young coach starting out. Um, enjoy that part of it. Um, get to know uh, the other coaches. Um, you know, we go to these um uh, the WBCA coaches convention. It's so interesting listening to other coaches uh, talk, um, whether they're giving uh, uh, their part of the clinic or just uh, afterwards at the social uh, part of it, uh, getting to know these coaches and their stories. Um, that's what I enjoyed the most um, uh, is that part. Um, you know, and the, you know uh, the umpires, you know, getting to know them. Um, I think, uh, Going back to uh, how it's changed, I think I'm a little more, a uh, uh, little better with the umpires than I was years ago too. <laughs> um, but 
and just the the families, uh, you know, after a lot of games this year it was kind of fun. You know, I got to know, you know, I knew the parents of these kids uh, for many years, but every year you get to know uh, another parent a little bit better than you knew him before. And, uh, you know, you go out with them afterwards, uh, you know, go for a little social uh, uh, drink uh, after a game. I know a lot of coaches don't like to do that being around the parents, but Denmark is such a small community that uh, a lot of these parents uh, I knew for years or I graduated with them, you know, so I'm coaching their, my classmates, kids now, you know, so it'd be difficult not to be um, out with them. So you just try to keep the, uh, the game to one side and enjoy their company um, um, on the other side of it. So, um, so other than that, as far as any other advice, um, just, uh, you know, make the most of it. Uh, like I said, it goes by quick. Um, I've been 30 years of this uh, and, uh, and I can remember the first day. You know, it seems like it was just yesterday. And there it is. Huge thank you goes out to Bill Miller for taking time out of his busy schedule to sit down with us today. Um, and just another one of the humble and graceful baseball coaches we have in the state. And I don't know about you, but when he's telling that story about the final out and the, the state championship and his son's on the field and in the dugout, I mean, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. So... Again, it's what sports is all about. It's about relationships. It's about people. It's about, you know, lifelong memories. Um, I do have to share one story with you, though. So uh, our team at Menominee Falls was fortunate enough to make the state tournament this year and win our quarterfinal game, and then we advanced to Appleton. Well, under the format in 2021, the Division I semis and state final were on Thursday. So we were playing the last day of the season, which means Division II was on Wednesday. Anyways, so we had the first game on Thursday, and we went up on Wednesday the day before to practice and do the overnight making an experience. But one of the things that we did is we went to the Division II state finals, Denmark versus Jefferson, two fantastic programs, fantastic coaches in the state. And we walked into that stadium, and I've been um, to a good amount of state tournaments before, but I have never heard or seen a crowd with that much energy. So when Coach Miller talks about the, the, the fan support and the, the thousand-ish people at the game, I mean, I believe it was a WIA state tournament baseball record. It, the energy was just incredible. And then to watch the game play out and to see Denmark finish the deal and Coach Miller and his team and that community, just so happy for them. Um, anyways, well, thank you for tuning in uh, to this episode. Again, we're going to release these every Tuesday for the next 14 weeks leading up to our season. So please remember to subscribe and share and pass along to your anyone else you might think be interested. And we'll see you next time. Thank you.